everybody. Welcome to The Writer Chick with your host, Kay Nicole. Warning y'all now, there's going to be some minor language in this. So if that bothers you, then I'm sorry. And if not, then feel free to listen on. So a lot has been going on within the last like week. <laughs> so we got a lot of updates and things to make sure y'all know before I get into our special guest. But number one, shout out to all of y'all who have been streaming my podcast. I just looked at the numbers today because, you know, I had to click on here in order to start the episode. And oh my God, I have 91 total plays and I'm literally one listener away from being able to unlock um, ambassador ads. So if somebody could be that listener, that'd be really great. I'm really trying. I've been trying for the last like three months and I'm just now about to crack it. So if y'all could just help me, that'd be awesome. But aside from that, I'm going to just go through the usual stuff and then we'll add some of the new things. The link will be down below. Number two, this podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, although I don't update, and Stitcher. And you probably are already listening to me on your platform of choice, so thank you. I actually looked through the analytics and I noticed a lot of people listen to me on Apple, so shout out to y'all, you know? Hey, Apple users, I'm also an Apple user, so I'm glad we're in the same boat together. It's really nice. I feel like a family now. Number three, sign up for my email list. That's it. Number four, okay, this actually is like all the new stuff, okay? This is all the new stuff. So I recently updated my blog. I added a bunch of new tabs. So if you have not followed me on Instagram yet, which is at KTheWriter, it's K-A-E the writer, please do because I just posted a whole little like quick sped up tutorial (laughs) on how to get to the tabs on my website, okay? And I just wanted to show off like the new stuff I put up. It, It took a while. It took me two days to fucking design all that. So please, please give me some love. Thank you. But anyways, some of the new stuff is advertisement space. I am now offering ad space on my podcast. So if you're interested, you should actually sign up. Not only are the prices affordable, but I'm also opening it up to businesses and self-published authors. So I would take advantage of it. Another new thing is a meet the author tab, which is just so you can get to know me, stalk me a little. I don't know. It's just there. So it's nothing too fancy. It's just more of like an about me. The next one is just about my books. I mean, it's just a nice little place to compile like all my books that I've written and then a couple testimonials. So again, nothing too fancy. But my most favorite part of this is the book review sign up because I've mentioned this a few times and I'm letting y'all know now that if you are an indie author and or self, well, indie and self publisher same thing. So if you're an indie author who wants a really well done book review, for free, then I would sign up. So you can check out the link and you can go find it and you can sign up. I'm willing to take anything. I don't really care. I will review it on my blog, Goodreads and Amazon, as long as you attach a PDF copy. And I'm going to stress this, attach a PDF copy. If you attach anything else, it's not going to work. So don't do it. But as long as you do that, I'll do the rest. As for free space on my podcast, nah you gotta pay for that one you know I gotta if you don't really want to do that and that's just not in your thing but you still want to review then you can get one for free on my blog 
So remember how I talked about how I was going to review an indie author's book? It's from one of my really good friends on Instagram. Well, this is the book. So yeah, hopefully the title intrigued you because trust me, it's a it, the title intrigued me when she first was writing it. So you're going to enjoy this episode. And even better, it's spoiler free. So you don't even have to freak out about getting it ruined for you. I think that's a win-win. So let's roll right into it. Um, I'm not going to get straight into the review, but I'm going to kind of give you all just a little backstory on who she is and um, just a little bit about the story. So I'm going to let you hear something that she said about herself. So you get the gist. I'm going to read this verbatim. So let me begin. So Olivia writes, I'm a 22 year old author and college student. My first book, A Cactus in the Valley, made me a teen author back in the day, but now I'm just a regular adult. I've always loved indie publishing because I get to be the master of my own universe, end quote. And I really think that's poetic because indie publishing really does give you the freedom to do whatever you want. Like you can do anything and nobody can stop you because you're not under any other, you're not under anyone's constraints other than your own. So anything's really possible, even though it can be discouraging. All that matters is that you keep pushing through to create timeless works of art. And I like to think that Casually Homicidal is one of those works of art. So if you want to see what I'm talking about, you should keep listening. Or you can go read the blog post. I don't care. You pick one. But And while you're at it, go right ahead and follow her on Instagram at olivia.j.creates. And follow her on TikTok. It's the same name, just without the dots. I'll link all her information down below as well. And... You should do her a big-ass favor, and you should pre-order her book. The book won't technically be released till May 20th, 2022, but like I said, pre-orders are open right now, so grab one. What are you waiting for? And even better, you can get a bookmark with your favorite character on it. I think that's super cool. And if you really weren't sure how bad you wanted the book yet, you can even preview the first two chapters to really make sure you'll like it. Spoiler alert, you're gonna that's all the basic information. Let's get into the episode, shall we? So you're probably like, casually homicidal. There's clearly murder in it, but I really want to know what it's about. So I'm going to I'm gonna read the synopsis verbatim. This is a, quite a, a long one, so bear with me. I think that her synopsis is going to explain it a lot better than I can. So get ready to listen. Self-diagnosed sociopath Hendrick Williams spends his last days as a high school senior cutting up small animals in his shed in rural Montana. He works at a frozen yogurt shop with the eccentric Michelle Arden Campbell, neck deep in her own existential angst. The night after graduation, Arden shows up outside Hendrick's window with a duffel bag and demands that they escape from their dismal small town life. Hendrick views this impromptu road trip as the perfect opportunity to find a human victim to satisfy his malevolent desires. But Arden is just as unpredictable as he is, and she drags him into a crisis of their uncertain futures. However, the ups and downs of their road trip through the Pacific Northwest only drive Hendrix closer to madness, forcing both of them to confront the ugly parts of themselves that they'd rather keep hidden. Navigating through a world that has rejected both of them, Hendrix and Arden crash in motel rooms, meet fellow travelers, both intimidating and heartfelt, and keep secrets from each other that will rip their lives apart. Isn't that so cool? Like, I'm just saying, that would make me want to read it, because that shit is so poetic, you know? I'm saying this like I already haven't read it, so. <laughs> but I'm just saying if, you know, if I read that in a bookstore or something, it would make me want to buy it. And I think that should make you want to buy it too. And if you don't want to buy it, you're crazy 
And trust me, by the end of this, you'll be convinced. And you guys are probably wondering what the genre is. It's actually young adult contemporary and it's rated 14 and up. So it's kind of a little bit more mature, but I don't think it'll give your children nightmares. So you should be fine. The page count is 441 pages. So it's a bit hefty, but it is a good read. It's worth it. I fully recommend. Now this book does deal with heavy topics like alcohol use, violence, disturbing images, animal death, etc. So reader discretion is advised. I, I just need to let y'all know that because I don't want you walking into this and then you're mad because you're like, I didn't expect this in here. Kay did not tell me this. Well, now I did. So you can't even get mad at me. All right, water break because my mouth is so dry. Like, ugh, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Sorry if you had to hear me just slurp down water. I split this up into two categories. So positive vibes and what's the tea? Positive vibes only is just centered solely on what I loved about the book. So now we're getting to the actual reveal. I'm going to read a quote um, from one of Arden's chapters, just because I feel like it could give you a bit of a vibe on who she is as a person. Pretty, pretty profound, don't you think? I think so. So the story follows our first character, Arden. Without spoiling too much, I like to think of her as the embodiment of loss. And I know that sounds really poetic, but that was the best thing I could do to even remotely describe how she was in the book and how her vibe is. And since this is after their high school graduation, I think most of us young adults can relate to the idea of being thrown into the unknown without a life preserver. It's scary, it's daunting, and... I think that Bennett does a great job of conveying that through Arden's character. And I can relate myself because I've already been through the high school phase. I've already graduated. So I was it kind of in that phase, but not really, because I already had a goal on where I was going next, which was college. So I was like, cool, I'm going to college. That's the next step. So it didn't really feel like I was being thrown into the unknown quite yet. It still was a it was still a weird territory, but like it was something I felt I could navigate. But now I'm going to graduate college in a year and some change. And now I'm feeling that. So Arden, I was able to relate with a lot heavier because I get that feeling of being like, what the fuck am I going to do next? And just kind of being thrown into the wild and just not knowing what you're going to do. And then with the way this economy is set up right now, child, I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do. But that's not the point here. <laughs> that's not the point. That's not the point at all. Even though there were a couple times that I felt like she was self-absorbed because I feel like most of us can be that way. I'm, I mean, it's just kind of like a normal thing. It's a normal human thing. I still kind of found myself sympathizing with her because we all want to make a lasting impact on this world and being forgotten just seems like too big a burden to bear. I know with me, like I want to make the biggest impact I can. And sometimes your impact can be as small as just just touching a heart one day. I want I definitely get that feeling because it's like I think we all kind of want to make a lasting impact, and I think we all do it in different ways. I think in Arden's case, <laughs> she wanted to make a lasting impact for herself, and I'm gonna relate it back to myself for a sec. I know everything's not about me, but. <laughs> I'm just gonna I feel like it would be applicable so then you can really get my point my need to make a mark on this world I want to help other people so I do that through my books and my podcast and my business and things like that so that's how I want to make a lasting impact because I don't want to be forgotten like that just seems really sad I don't want to do that so I understand why 
Arden was the way she was. And I'll get into a few other reasons why she was like that. Obviously, I'm not going to spoil it, but like you'll understand in a second. Another thing I did enjoy about her character, which I think kind of helped separate the dual point of views, which is, you know, more on that in a second. Just be patient was the addition of the Dictionary of Obscure Sorrows. So if you don't know what the Dictionary of Obscure Sorrows is, it's basically a whole book dedicated to really foreign kind of sounding words that give meaning to really complex emotions. I think there's even a TikTok channel that does them too, so you can try to find it. But that was something that was really like heavy with Arden's character as well. And I think it was really refreshing because it did help emulate her character and like build upon that really in like innate desire to make a mark and not be forgotten and like have a meaning to her life it was also really subtle symbolism that was another thing i i love that and i think it was just a really brilliant way to bring complexity to her character into the overall story and as you all know i'm getting my bachelor's in psychology i just love to highlight that despite the fact that i refuse to go on to <laughs> grad school i don't want to be a therapist and yet I love telling people, oh yeah, I'm a psych major. I know about the human brain. Like, I'm so smart. I, I just, <laughs> it's, it's a cycle. But because I've started getting into that, like all jokes aside, because I've started getting into psychology, I start finding myself nitpicking people a lot differently. And even I start, I even start doing that even with my own characters and other people's characters. So I would start. I started trying to like pick apart reasons why she was the way she was. And I think Bennett did a great job of showing Arden's reasons for becoming the person she became. And I feel like a lot of writers do have a hard time fleshing out their characters and making them three dimensional. But this is where I think she really flourished at. And that is a really amazing skill because not a lot of people can do that effectively. So the second character is Mr. Hendrix, our sociopath. So again, I'm going to read a quote. Just to give you an idea on who he is. And then we're going to go into what I like. So quote. A great monster inside of me has begun to stir in his slumber. Something greater than this present darkness. End quote. Definitely sounds a little emo. And that's okay. Nothing wrong with that. Little edge lordy. But who isn't? Casually homicidal also follows him. So he's our second character and or main character. Um, he's a self-proclaimed sociopath like I just stated. And I would say the vibes are definitely there. I wouldn't say I relate to him because I don't like killing animals for fun. You know, I, I kind of like animals. So that's where I had kind of had a hard time relating to him. But I did find myself sympathizing with him after learning his backstory. I also felt that his character arc rounded off very well towards the end. But what I really love, though, about him is that even though on the surface he seems psychotic, which... I mean, if you see somebody killing fucking animals, you're going to definitely think they're psychotic. You're not going to try to, like, figure out why they're doing it. You're going to back up and be like, I don't want to be next. So you're just not even going to question it. But surprisingly, as the book progressed, I found myself realizing that he was just a broken kid who was manifesting his trauma in violent ways. And I was rooting for him to do better and be better. I want you guys to form your own opinion, so I'm not going to spoil the entire backstory, but I promise you that whatever you think about him in the beginning will definitely change once you finish. I can tell that Bennett did draw a lot of inspiration from the end of the fucking world and other shows slash works of the same genre, but she was still able to make her character her own. And just like Arden, he's also really three-dimensional and multifaceted, so I always feel like I was learning something new about him in every chapter. I think that pretty much sums it up for me. The subtle art of dual point of views. This is something that Bennett is known for in both Casually Homicidal 
and a cactus in the valley and she kills it every single time i actually did read a cactus in the valley when she it was like way after she published it but i actually did read that book as well and then i read her sophomore novel so i actually did get a chance to see how she's grown with her writing in general and how she does dual point of views and honestly she does agree every time that is definitely one of her strengths I have to say I've always admired anyone who can successfully do dual point of views because it's difficult to make both characters have unique voices like you have to make them sound like two different people it's something that can really make or break a story because I know it sucks if you're reading a book and then you can't differentiate who's speaking but I'm here to give you good news you're not going to have that problem with Casualty Homicidal and you're definitely not going to have that problem with A Cactus in the Valley. Because Bennett has cracked the code on how to do it correctly. But Kay, what about the writing? Okay, so if, you, if you're if you a fellow writer, I'm sure you follow Jenna Morrissey. I probably just butchered her last name. I'm so sorry. And if you don't watch her, you should. But I just had to put that saying on there because it's absolutely iconic. But all jokes aside, I feel like you're really going to care about the writing style. Well... Casually Homicidal's tone is gritty and dark, and I think the writing style does reflect that atmosphere. I didn't really feel like there was a disconnect between the two, so I think she did a good job of conveying that. Bennett has a way of making you feel how somber both her characters are, and how those emotions twisted their individual perceptions of the world around them. I would also say that the writing is relatively simple, but still descriptive enough that you can probably immerse yourself in the story. And I think there was a healthy balance between exposition, dialogue, description. So it didn't really feel like anything dragged on for too long. And I didn't really find myself getting bored or struggling through sentences or paragraphs. Because I am one of those people where like if something goes on for too long or it's written really weird, I will have such a difficult time <laughs> getting through it. But I didn't really find myself having a problem with that. I literally flew through that book in like two or three days. And that is a feat for me because I'm... I, as I've gotten older, I take longer to read books and books that are genuinely good only get me to read that quick. So this, this, I'm telling y'all, it's valid. And my last thing is let's go on a road trip. Now, this is the most important part of the story. It's the heart of the story for lack of a better word. Road trips are hard to write about. Hence why I don't write them because they're fucking hard. You have to have multiple characters stuck in one location for the majority of the book, and you have to make it interesting and have a plot. And God forbid if you forget character arcs, because then you just committed a writing sin. But the thing is, the only way to really do it effectively is to do your research. And you know what? I think Bennett did a great job with all of those elements. You can tell that she put a lot of time and effort into the places she researched and how to give something that's normally so boring some depth. And she succeeded in creating some type of plot from it. However, that doesn't mean there weren't a couple things that I felt could have been improved upon. So now we're getting to the, uh-oh, what's the tea? So I got into the positives, which were quite a few. But what didn't I like? And I want to reiterate that these are my personal opinions. So you're allowed to disagree with me when you read the book for yourself. I will not be offended. That's the thing about art, you know, it's supposed to be subjective. One, what one person might like would be completely different from what I like. So don't be judgmental. <laughs> so the title of the first thing that I felt could have been improved upon is stuck between a, a rock and a hard place. Personally, I felt there were a couple moments in the book where it started getting a little stagnant. Okay. 
I found myself waiting for something crazy to happen so it could pick up the speed of the story, if that makes sense. Like, I don't know, throw a fucking dragon in the mix of it. Don't do that. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> this isn't fantasy. I'm, I'm literally just throwing something out there for y'all to make sense. Like, let's say it's been kind of slow and then you just throw something crazy, like, right in the middle to, like, just get it going, you know? Rev up the engine a little bit if you get, if you get my drift. I think that the story actually could have done well with some sort of conflict from an external force that would have encouraged the both of them to grow up and reflect internally. So this is where I'm going to give you spoilers for End of the Fucking World. So if you've never seen it, then I suggest skipping ahead just a little bit. And if you don't plan on seeing it and you don't care, then keep listening. Are you going? Okay. Because I'm about to get into it. So don't come crying to me in my comments being like, you spoiled it for me. I warned you. For example... The show I've been referencing throughout this entire review has a major turning point towards the middle of the story where both of the characters have to go on the run after murdering someone. Crazy, right? This external force not only is a catalyst to the events that transpire in the last act, but it also helps propel the growth of the main character, James. And even though he experienced some self-reflection from being with the other character, Alyssa, it was heightened after that experience. So... With that being said, I think that if Bennett would have incorporated something like that into those pockets where it needed a little extra push, it would have added a lot more complexity to the story. And it definitely would have just given it that little bit of flavor it was missing. Now, the second thing is toe in the pond. And as for what I mean by this, I personally felt that she played it a little safe. I felt that there were a few moments where she stopped just short of being really dark. But I'm, but then again, remember, I'm an adult. So I'm looking at this from the eyes of an adult, not necessarily a young adult. And I think that due to the audience's four, so young adult, 14 and up, you have to be careful what you can include and what you can't include. So this isn't necessarily a reflection on the book itself. It's just more of a, it's just more of like a personal preference. So yeah, if you, if you're like me and you really like, like gritty, gritty, gritty shit, you're not really gonna get like super duper dark with this book but you're gonna get just enough so it's still a good read though so what are my final thoughts and what do i rank this book i gave casually homicidal a solid four stars it was definitely a great read and i will say it helped me get me out of my slump so yeah i don't give i don't give books four stars all the time so when i do it's, it's for a good reason. Please show her some love by following her on TikTok and on Instagram. Everything is linked down below. Also, please check out all the new additions on my blog. I would love that. I know this is a little bit short, but I wanted it to be focused predominantly on her book and not necessarily my little side stories. So <laughs> I kind of try to keep it to a minimum. So yeah, if you notice this is a little more sped up, a little shorter, that's the reason why. But we'll be back to our regularly scheduled program next week. And you can get my little side stories and my little quips and my little motivational speeches. So I try to get still give some high energy in this, but bear with me. Can you do? But yeah, I really enjoyed this episode. I really enjoy reading that book. And like I said, if you are an indie author who wants a book review for free, please sign up. I, I'm really offering this for real for real. And if you also want to pay for ad space, then please do that as well. But that's really it. That's all I have for y'all. So stay safe, stay healthy, and stay fabulous. And I will catch y'all next week. Bye.